Hey guys, and welcome back to Wildly Aligned Marketing. Today I am talking with Ashley Freehand all about reclaiming your time and productivity hacks for busy mamas and busy entrepreneurs. So if you feel like you never have enough time to get everything done and actually move the needle forward in your business, or maybe you feel like you keep getting to the end of your day and realize that you didn't actually check anything off your to-do list, then this is the episode for you. Ashley Freyhan is a productivity and motherhood coach for mom photographers. She's also a brand photographer, podcaster, wife, and homeschooling mama saved by grace. She's passionate about helping mom photographers confidently step into their role as CEO in their business so that they can increase their profits while working less without sacrificing their family or their sanity. She does this through her podcast, The Purpose Gathering, and group coaching program. Listen in today as we talk about the most common mistakes that work-from-home moms and women make that block their business success, why your kids are not the reason why your business isn't growing, even if you're homeschooling or have littles with you 24-7, the real reason why you're afraid to invest in yourself and your business, and three must-have productivity hacks that will instantly change the game for you. So without further ado, let's get into today's conversation. Welcome to Wildly Aligned Marketing. I want you to be seen and heard by the people who need your message and services most, but I know that seems easier said than done because there's a lot of noise online. I'm your host, Natalie Blenkush. I built my business back in the beginning of 2018 and very quickly learned through trial and error that being yourself isn't a cheesy cliche, but actually the key to building a strong, profitable online brand. I'm on a mission to help you own your voice and consistently find and attract the right clients online so you can grow a wildly successful business doing what you love. All right, friend, grab your coffee and notebook and let's dive into today's episode. All right. Well, hello, Ashley. Thank you so much for being here today. I'm very excited to chat with you. Me too. Thanks so much for having me, Natalie. Yeah. So we will get into all the goodness around productivity that you have to share. But before we jump in, I would love to just give you the opportunity to introduce yourself. So tell us a little bit about who you are, your business, and maybe something fun that people wouldn't normally read in your bio. Oh, awesome. Okay. So I'm Ashley. I am the founder of The Purpose Gathering. So I have a brand photography business and I also am an online motherhood and business coach. I specifically help all mom photographers or mom business owners in general, but I have a coaching program specific for mom photographers since I've been a photographer for over a decade and I definitely feel like I have a a lot of knowledge to share there. Um, So I also have two kiddos who I homeschool. They're eight and 11 and something that you might not know about me. hmm, I always love sharing a couple of things because I think they're so different and not like everybody can say this, but I had um, two natural births and my daughter, or I'm sorry, my son was a water birth. So he always talks about how he's, he was born a fish and that's why he loves the water so much. (laughs) So that's one kind of random fact. And then the other one is that I have run a full marathon and three half marathons and yeah, I never thought I would be a runner and now I feel like I'm done running. <laughs> I've been there, done that, conquered that. And now Check. I'm, yeah, exactly. I'm like, okay, cool. Can we get back to walking? Cause that's less intense. <laughs> yeah. I, I always admire runners. I can't, I could run 
for my life, but that's about it. That's it. <laughs> I really okay. love walking though. Um, I also had a, so I just have one daughter, um, but I did a natural water birth with her too. So that's really cool. I always tell that's my daughter awesome. that like she was born a mermaid, like, oh, that's cute <laughs> in the water. And I know when she was younger, she would think I was like joking around like, oh, ha ha, like born in water. I was like, no, no, like here's a picture. She really was. You really were <laughs> born in the water. So yeah. That's I really love fun. that we share that. That's so fun. Yeah, me too. Um, something something I could totally geek out on with you, not in this conversation. So, um, yes. well, okay. So in terms of your business, I love that you bring so many things to the table, right? Because it's like you have that side of, first of all, you're a mom running a business, right? Like that is a big thing in itself, um, having the brand photography and like that, um, you know, that aspect while you're also helping other photographers run their business. Um, And you also, I know I saw you sharing about this on your stories, and I'm curious to know, like, you have an in-person side of your business, too. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Like, I don't know, is that kind of just like a cherry on top thing? Or is that like, kind of how you got started in your business? Or what did that look like? Yes. So it's brand new. I just had my first meetup yesterday, which was so fun. But actually, when I started the Purpose Gathering, it started as an in-person meetup community. And then, of course, when the pandemic hit, like most people, I had to pivot. And so that's actually how I got into the coaching space. So originally, it was just sort of as a necessary desire for myself, because I didn't feel like the mom business owner community was being supported in any way, especially in my local area, there was nothing available for supporting moms who were also raising or who were also growing a business. And I just felt like I was missing community with moms who understood both. Mm -hmm. So I had lots of mom friends that had no business and lots of business friends that had no kids. And I'm like, okay, y'all cannot relate to what (laughs) kind of pressure that we are under. It's so different, right? And I feel like I'm learning too that there's even an element deeper for the mom business owner. I was running my business with kids at home, like raising kids, right? So Mm -hmm. from the very beginning, when I started my business, I had a baby. I had a child in tow all the way. Like, I don't know any different. And so I feel like it's a very different perspective for me versus somebody who maybe their kids go to school full time, right? And they are a mom and they're a business owner, but they have way more time in their day. I, as we were talking before we hit record, like I only have 11 hours of you know, childcare protected time a week, that's not very much. And the rest, I just have to kind of fit into a smaller work block here and there, um, which is hard. And I know a lot of moms listening can relate to that is, you know, nap time and small pockets here and there. And it's definitely a different struggle. So Mm -hmm. the meetup community was my way of being like, okay, I need to know that there are other people and that I'm not alone. So I decided to bring it back because I miss it so much. And I just, I want to be able to have that community that can help other moms find their business bestie. I actually mm-hmm. met mine at the Purpose Gathering. So the the meetup that I created, I turned it into a workshop and I met her at the workshop. And I was like, everybody needs a Madison in their life, right? Somebody who gets it and that you can talk to on a daily basis when you feel like quitting, when you feel like you just don't have enough time in the day, right? We need that support system. 
And that's what I hope the purpose gathering will bring. Yeah, that's so beautiful. And I I agree, like that is something that, you know, I think back to when my business was very new and I was just getting started. I wish that I was a little bit bolder in building relationships and just, you know, meeting people because um, that's such a game changer. I definitely have several biz besties now and, and women that I can really lean on for support and it makes such a huge difference. So, and it's very cool to hear how even the, um, the in-person meetups, it just came from this desire of like, I want this, exactly. <laughs> you know, like selfishly, I want this community in my local community, which same for me, like we live in between two big kind of metro areas. And so right here in this middle ground, we don't have anything. So you're even giving me ideas of like, maybe I should start something up. So um, yeah, just a beautiful permission slip to like, if you don't have that community to create it. Um, So kind of going back to what you said about having that 11 hours, right? And, And you having the unique experience of the whole time you've been running a business, you've always had littles with you, right? Not like they're going to school, but you homeschool and they're they're in the home and they're around you. Um, I would love to hear just kind of your journey of as it relates to productivity, right? Like what did that process or learning curve look like for you in terms of starting up your business and trying to prioritize and, you know, get stuff done and navigate that whole thing? What did that look like for you? Yes, it's been a crazy journey. I'll just say that. And I want to clarify that I haven't always homeschooled. This is actually new. We're in year two of homeschooling. And so I feel like I'll start at the beginning. So I felt like I really didn't know what I was doing, like most people who start their business, right? And I journeyed through my life really being... um, just lost, honestly, not knowing like what to focus on. And I really do believe that there are some pitfalls that we fall into um, as moms. And I really think that like, as my journey kind of goes through, like, I'll be able to kind of point those out. So I know we were going to move this question to later, but you're right. It does totally lead into that. Um, So I think the first like thing that I really struggled with was I blamed my kids a lot for the fact that my business wasn't growing. And I think a lot of you can relate to that too. I just felt like I have young kids, like they're my priority. That's why, you know, I'm not as profitable in my business, or that's why I'm not as successful as I wish I was. And I had to learn the hard way that my kids were not the reason my business wasn't growing. And I felt like everything would change when my youngest went to school. I was like counting down the days. I hate to say that, but like, I was like, okay, when he's in kindergarten, I'm going to have so much time. Like I'm going to be so productive. My business is going to take off. It's going to be the most profitable year I've ever had. And I was so like anticipating that moment. And then it happened. I sent him off to kindergarten. He was there full day. My daughter was in third grade at that point. And I was like, everything's going to change. But guess what? Nothing changed. Nothing changed. The more time I had, the more time I wasted. And I didn't really learn how to prioritize my time until I started homeschooling two years ago. And I was like, oh, 
<laughs> like this is, I'm back to square one. Like, what do I do? I don't know what to do. And so I really had to learn how to be productive, but it didn't always come naturally to me. As a creative, I was like, I do not want to be a planner. I do not want to succumb to this organization blocking out my time. Like, I just know, like, I want to just fly by the seat of my pants. I'm so creative. I'm just going to like ride this and wing it. And that didn't work. (laughs) And I really noticed that right away when I was like, okay, I had all this time, nothing changed. Now I'm back to having no time. So what is the key to successful time management? And what I learned was it's being intentional with what you're doing, making sure that the things that you're doing are income producing, that they're actually driving the needle forward in your business, that they're not busy work tasks. And that's what I found was I was just spending a lot of time really doing what I thought I should be doing instead of really aligning, you know, my own, what I wanted for my business and aligning my time with that. I was looking at everybody else and saying, oh, they're successful. This must be what I have to do next. Yeah. Yeah. I relate to so much of what you said. And first of all, I love that you even shared that, that it was kind of this, um, this, block or whatever you want to call it around like, oh, my business isn't growing because my kids are home with me and because I don't have enough time, right? And once they, like this grass is greener mentality of once they're in school, once I have more time, then it'll work, then it'll take off, then it'll be profitable. And I think no matter what the situation, like regardless of whether you're in a season where it's like you have so much time, but you're not doing anything with it. Right. Or like the time crunch where you're like, oh, my gosh, I literally like you're you're thinking I literally don't have the time. Regardless, it all comes down to being really intentional. Right. Like the the life stage or whatever you think is a limitation to your business does not have to be a limitation. So it really, like what I hear you say is it's a mindset thing, right? Like we have to just shift our focus as to um, how we're thinking about our season. And it comes back down to priorities as well. Is that something that like when you talk about being intentional, do you feel like you... um you struggled with prioritizing or like, tell us a little bit more about that when it comes to being intentional, like how you really saw um, changes there or like any shifts that you made. Yeah. So I think my priority was always my kids. Right. And I talk about this a lot on my podcast too, is that when your kids are little, that should be your priority, right? Mm -hmm. Especially when you're the sole provider for them and they're home with you, that is your priority. But I don't think I knew enough about where to spend my time in my business. So I think it was sort of a lack of knowledge. It was also this this mindset block of, well, I'm not making money in my business, so I can't invest in my business. Mm -hmm. And that was a huge block. And when I pivoted and I started the purpose gathering, the very first thing I did was where can I go to get support and education? Because I do not want to spend eight years of trial and error like I did with my photography business. So I think that's one really pivotal thing that changed for me going into this online space was I knew I didn't want to do it alone anymore. 
and I needed support. And so that was one of the things that I feel like changed everything for me was I learned how to be productive with my time because I learned what was important instead of, again, looking around at everyone and saying, oh, social media must be important. Having a blog must be important. I need to get a podcast, right? Like jumping on every bandwagon that I saw, I call it shiny object syndrome, right? You see the next best thing and you're like, ooh, I need to do that. I need to get that program. I need to do that. That will help me be successful. And I think that was a pitfall for me. I fell for that. And I think a lot of people do. And you have to get really strategic about what it is that you want your business to look like and not Mm -hmm. just look like, what do you want to feel like when you are running your business and how can you see your business from that bigger picture view as the CEO in your business? And I think that's really where everything changed for me when I started to view my business as a real business. I was not just doing this side hustle thing. Like I could do both business and motherhood and I can do them well. And that was a pivotal moment for me for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I would say that that is probably one of the biggest things as well. When I look at my journey of there's definitely a very stark contrast between when I wasn't treating my business like a real business and when I made that shift, right? And um, it does, like you said, it doesn't have to be either or. Like you can prioritize motherhood and being present for your littles, right? While also very much having a real business in the pockets of time. Um, and I love that you mentioned how you had to kind of get over this. Well, my business isn't making money, so I have to wait until I make money to spend mm-hmm. business. Um, and like, I can raise my hand knowing that like, I, I had to get to a point as well where I realized, you know what, I need to invest in support because otherwise I'm going to keep staying in this cycle. Um, I would love if you could speak to that a little bit more as well, like for the women who kind of are in that place. Cause I, it, it is convicting, right. To realize like, you know, I keep saying that I need to make more money in my business before I can invest in support so that I can make more money. And then it ends up being this kind of loop that you get stuck in. Um, But I think at the core of it, there are some very real fears, right? Um, So what would you say to someone who's in that place right now? This is such a great question because I feel like at the core, the reason why people don't invest is because they don't believe they're worth it Mm. or they don't believe that they have what it takes to be successful. And so it's really overcoming the block of confidence of belief in yourself that you're worth it. And I always, I always explain it like this. A lot of people don't bat an eye at going into debt for college, right? And college is one of the most expensive forms of education. And over and over, you hear stories about people who have this beautiful diploma and they do nothing with it. I am an example of that to a, to a sense. So I had my degree in elementary education. Do I use it? Yes. Not in the general sense though. Did it prepare me for what I do now? Not really, right? Teaching has always been in my blood. It's my God-given gift. 
I do not feel like college prepared me at all for anything I do in my business. And so, but people go into thousands and thousands of dollars worth of debt, but they don't think about, oh, wow, like this is what I really want to do with my business. This is really what I want to do with my life. What if I just invested a thousand dollars? What about $2,000 or $5,000? That feels like a big stretch, but in the grand scheme of things, compared to like a 50 to $60,000 education that you might not even use, like that's a no brainer to me. So when Mm -hmm. I look at it in comparison to college, I'm like, why wouldn't you invest money in something you actually want to do? Why are we wasting money on college? So that's kind of like how I picture it. But I really think it's just taking that leap of saying, you know what? I believe in myself enough to try. And if it doesn't work, guess what? That failure I'm using air quotes because it's not a failure, but that failure to you is just, is just really great information. So now that you know, for next time, like that's not the path I want to take. I tried that. It's not really what I want anymore, but now I'm like failing faster so I can get to the next thing and try again. So I think that's really important to note too, is just because we go down a path or we choose some form of education doesn't necessarily mean that it was a failure it's actually just more knowledge to know for next time what to invest in next. Yeah, yeah. And it's, you know, one thing that I think is helpful, this is something that I always reassure myself with, is nothing is wasted. Like everything is a stepping stone. So even if like I I have a nutrition degree, that does not help me in my business whatsoever with marketing. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, there was like if I think really hard, I had to do like some public speaking. I had to do internships with which you know, maybe helped me with some leadership stuff, like, you know, but it's, it's very, um, very not directly related at all. And um, yeah, thinking about really at the core, you said it's a belief issue, right? It's a confidence thing. Um, And I would agree, right? Because if you think about it from the standpoint of, if you are so convinced that you say, you know, you want to invest a few thousand dollars to work with a coach or go through a program, get support so that you can sign clients, but you so deeply believe that you just don't have what it takes, that no one wants to work with you, of course, you're going to be terrified to make that investment because you're like, this is going to be a total waste of money because no one wants to work with me anyways, right? Rather than having this deep belief in yourself and confidence, even though you know that you're still figuring it out of, I know it's inevitable, right? Like, even if it takes longer than I think, I know that there are people out there that are called to serve, right? And so that is a total um, game changer. And so it's, you know, it's understandable to be um, uncomfortable or scared or stop yourself from making investments when you just so, you know, are so convinced that it's not going to work or whatever it is. And so um, I'm really glad you shared that because I think even just helping women, the women listening, make that connection, um, if that is something that they're experiencing, right? Like that awareness is the first step to help you realize what is standing in your way. Um, Mm -hmm. Because like 99% of the time it's us, we're the problem. So (laughs) (laughs) exactly. Yeah. Um, Is there any other like big game changers that you would say that really helped you with productivity and like seeing success and momentum in your business? Yeah, absolutely. So once I started investing in myself, I showed up in a different way. 
And I think that is so true. When you are listening to free podcasts, when you're consuming free content, you show up in a different way than when you invest dollars that you have earned, right? So I showed up for myself in a bigger way. I started to learn what I needed to spend my time on. And then I was able to create a plan. And I think that is one of the biggest things that has helped me stay productive is because I now sit down and I know exactly what I'm doing because I have a plan. And I think a lot of creatives struggle with a plan. Again, going back to what I said, because they don't want to feel confined. They don't want to feel like everything is planned for them. But if you look at every successful business, there's systems, there's a structure for a reason, because it increases productivity. And when you are more productive, you are more profitable. And so it's really important that you step into that mindset. Maybe your personal life is not going to be as organized to a T, but for your business, it needs to be if you want to get out of wasting a bunch of time, right? So I really think having a plan is really important. And then again, just to reiterate and hit home, stop doing what everyone else is doing. It's really easy to look on Instagram, other social media platforms and be like, oh, this is working for them. This is what I have to do. And really getting quiet and reflecting um, internally, what is it that is your next step? Feel like energetically, what is um, the next right thing for you in your business? Mm -hmm. And if you see someone else doing what you feel called to do, then follow and, and see what's going on for them, but don't feel like every new thing that you hear is what you have to do. So I think that's really helpful. And I keep a list actually on my Asana board, which is a shiny object list. So anytime a new app comes to my, like someone introduces me to a new app or this new idea, I write it down and I revisit that when I'm doing my quarterly planning. And that is where I can say, okay, do I want to introduce any of these new topics, these new ideas moving forward? And if so, I plan for it. But if not, I leave it there because I don't want to get distracted. And I feel like often we jump ship too often and we don't give things enough time to see if it's working. So I think that's really been helpful too. Yeah, I have the same kind of thing in my, um, I use Trello for tracking all the things. And I have a list of just, I think I call it future stuff or for later or something that anytime yes. I have an idea, like there's random courses and, you know, program yes. ideas. And I think it's really easy to get into this pitfall of thinking if the idea comes to you that like, oh, I need to do it right now. And I would say that's one thing that, and and this is probably the same for you. I feel like the longer that I'm in business, it's easier for me to discern like mm-hmm is this a right now thing? Like I just got this idea for a workshop. Cool. I should run this workshop because it lines up with my, you know, my goals of filling whatever coaching program or whatever, or is this a total distraction? And it's really me self-sabotaging because it's easier to start a new thing than to continue to be resilient, which is my word for this year. And like, continue to plug away, right? Like it's a lot easier to jump ship um, than to continue moving forward towards a thing, right? Because I think it, it it comes back to, there's so much mindset underneath this. Like it comes yes. back to a mindset <laughs> issue, right? Of the belief and the confidence. So like if yeah. you are 
really actually terrified to serve clients in this new capacity or you know maybe you're starting a business maybe you're pivoting or just offering a new program if that's like a scary stepping out of your comfort zone well of course when you think about it from a mindset level it feels more comfortable to jump ship and start a new thing because then you don't have to do that uncomfortable thing <laughs> And you actually bring up a really good point because I think it's really important for us to start to understand um, taking in information versus, versus implementing what we're learning. I just did a podcast episode about this because I think it's a real big problem. I think a lot of people are really excited about learning and they want to know everything. And our society has made it so easy to just pop in earbuds and learn something new. And I feel like it's become an addiction now that we're all very interested in in taking in information, we are, we have an input problem, right? We're mm-hmm. listening to way too much stuff. And then we get too overwhelmed. And we're like, I'm out. Like, I can't even imagine trying to implement all this. And so we're really good at taking it in, but we're really not great at getting stuff done. So right. being productive, it's really important that you're being careful about what you're listening to. How much information are you consuming versus how much information are you actually implementing? So I think that's a huge topic that, I mean, we could go off on that for a whole nother episode, but I think that's really important to discern. Yeah, I agree. And, you know, going back to the piece that you were talking about how um, when you do make investments in your business, especially when you're in that place, which I would I would say most investments are a stretch in the sense of like whatever you're making, that investment is in proportion with what you want to be making that you're not currently making, right? Like that's just kind of the nature typically of investing in your business. And, um, you know, it it requires you to be on the line in the sense of, you know, just going back to what you're saying, like, yeah, you're going to show up differently and, um it it just it changes a lot as far as as far as that goes. So it's um I feel like everything that we've said in this conversation is <laughs> like all all intertwined and leave, uh weaving back to this same point of like, you know, when you when you really take your business seriously and you treat it like a real business, a lot of these things surface and come into play. But it's, you know, as you um as you move forward and allow yourself the space to process this stuff as it comes up and focus and look at, you know, how much am I consuming, right? Or am I just listening to my coach, right? Like, yes, not only are you, um, by making investments, getting support, you have a framework to follow, you have a process, you have a focus. So it takes some of the thought process out of it. Um, But then also it allows you to really just laser focus and say, I have everything I need. Like I'm fully supported within this container, whatever it is. I don't need to consume a bunch of other stuff. Um, So yeah, there's, I agree. We could definitely, (laughs) definitely talk about this for a long time um, because that's, that's another topic that um, I am just wholeheartedly with you that um, it's really easy to fall into this pattern of consuming so much to where we put ourselves in the state of overwhelm and paralysis because we're not tuning into, like you said, on that kind of gut level um, intuitive nudge of, I think this is the next thing, right? Maybe it's, I really need to double down on my email list or I need to 
um, start a Facebook community or I want to start doing in-person things. Like we have these internal nudges that if we just like stop taking in so much, we would be able to tune in and see, oh, this is the next step. Like it's so clear. So um, yeah, I really love that. Love that that you shared about that. I feel like everything that you shared in terms of these kind of um, breakthrough moments are really pivotal. Um, so on that note, when, you know, thinking about like everything that we covered in this conversation, if women were only to take away like one thing from this conversation, what would you want that one thing to be? Mm, I think, I mean, there's so many things, but I think the one thing that, that I think they should take away is belief that they are worth the investment of time, energy, money into taking their business seriously. Because when you view your business with that perspective in mind, everything else changes. Because I think a lot of people think that the definition of productivity is just getting a lot of stuff done, right? Checking off a lot of boxes. You're like, wow, I felt productive today. But when you change the definition of productivity to mean getting the right things done, it changes everything because now you're like, okay, did I spend time with my kids today? Did I invest in my own self-care today? What did I do in my business that is going to make waves three months from now, right? When you get the the boxes right, that's productivity, not checking random things off your list. So I think belief in yourself and getting really crystal clear focused on what those boxes are that you need to check that's when everything changes for you. Mm, totally with you. hundred percent. I love that. That's beautiful. Um, I actually have one last question for you in terms of any like favorite tools or resources. Um, is there anything that you would share or recommend? Like if it's, you know, it could be personal favorites or anything you really recommend to clients or anything like that. Yes. So I have three favorite tools that I want to share with you guys. And the first one is a task management system. I have talked to so many people that don't have this. And I just thought it was like, you know, everybody has one. Standard, yeah. Right. But I feel like when you know what you know, you forget that people are in front uh, behind you, right? Mm -hmm. Like you are further along than some people who are just starting. So Mm -hmm. I have to remind myself that on a daily basis, like I think everything I know, everything, everybody else knows, and that's not true. So if you don't have a task management system, start with that. So I used to use Trello, but I currently use Asana and I love it. It's a great way for you to stay organized. So similar to you, Natalie, that you have different boards, Asana calls them projects. So it's essentially the same thing, but I have a project for everything that I'm working on in my business. So I have a marketing project. I have a photography business project. I have a PR pitching project, right? So all the different aspects of my business have a separate project and you can go in there and add specific tasks, but most importantly, adding due dates so that you're holding yourself accountable to when you're getting this done. So that's my number one like tool is get a project management or a task management system. The second app that I love is called Toggle. I talk about this all the time on my podcast, but my bestie that I talked about earlier, Madison, she has been using Toggle for years and never told me about it. And I was like, come <laughs> on. So this app is a free app that you can get on your phone and your desktop. And it has a Chrome extension. And essentially what it is, is it helps you time track. 
so that you can figure out where you're spending your time because you can't increase productivity without knowing where you need to make changes, right? And this is a huge stepping stone to helping you figure that out. So the time tracking is it's a little like um, button that you push and it starts a timer and then you turn off the timer when you're done and you're able to to track those projects. What are you spending your time on? That way at the end of the week, you can see a clear picture of, oh, wow, I spent a lot of time on this. Did that actually lead to profit? Did that actually lead to something fulfilling in my business or in my personal life? And if not, then maybe that's not an area in which you need to be spending that much time on or maybe any time on, right? So Mm -hmm. this really helps you get clear on how to spend your time. And then finally, I think the this resources, something that people have talked about for a long time, but I think a lot of people hear it and they're like, yeah, that doesn't work for me, but it's time blocking. And so essentially what this means is you're going to create specific blocks in your schedule. Um, I like to create an ideal week that's actually time blocking every part of my day, which again, sounds very restrictive, but for me, it's been freeing because now I get all the most important things done in my week and whatever is, and I leave margin in there. So I have some free time, but I'm not always dropping the ball um, in my personal life or in my business. And so time blocking is just one of those things that is super powerful. Um, and I do have an episode on my podcast that I'd love to share. Um, yeah. It's episode 36 and it's about how to maximize your productivity with minimal time. And so it really goes deeper into the time blocking idea. But those are the three things that I would say have been game changing for me. Yeah, yeah. Thank you for sharing that. And we'll definitely link that episode that you mentioned in the notes as well. So if you guys want to go click on over and check that definitely kind of go deeper into productivity and time blocking. Because yes, as someone who like I can attest, I, I, I'm the kind of person who, if I feel restricted, if I feel like it's not fun anymore, I'm like, nope, I'm out. So (laughs) like, I promise you, you can, if you're resisting the time blocking um, organization aspect, because you don't want to be pinned down and blocked, uh, like boxed in, in your business because you want to be creative. It actually opens you up to being more creative. Like it takes Mm -hmm. off so much of that um mental load from you because you you know you can sit down and you have total creative freedom within that that time block so definitely don't resist check it out (laughs) um yeah well Ashley thank you so much for being here I would love to um have you share where women can find you and connect with you online Yeah, absolutely. This has been so much fun. So you can find me at my website, which is thepurposegathering.com. Also same name over on Instagram at the purpose gathering. And I do have my own podcast also called the purpose gathering podcast. So you can't miss me. (laughs) Easy. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Wonderful. Well, yes, we'll have those links in the show notes as well. So thank you again, Ashley. This was a really great conversation. Yes. Thank you. Thanks so much for listening today. If you love this podcast episode, there's two things I want to invite you to do right now. Number one, head on over to Instagram and send me a DM at natalie.blankush. I would love to hear any questions that came up and takeaways that you had from this episode. And number two, if you haven't already, head on over to iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts and leave a rating and review. It means the world to me because I love hearing what you're learning and how the show has impacted you, but it also creates an even bigger ripple effect by helping other women to cover this podcast. All right, that's it for today. I will talk to you on the next episode.